This is an RNZ podcast. 20 years ago, TVNZ launched what has proved to be one of its most popular factual shows ever and what's become the country's most watched cop show by miles, Police 107. Gruff Detective Inspector Graham Bell warned people to be on the lookout for scumbags who committed unsolved crimes and known crims on the loose that they were on the lookout for. And you didn't see anything the police didn't want you to see. They had editorial input and the power of veto over the producers and the broadcaster. Now, back in 2007, TVNZ's chief executive at the time, Rick Ellis, hailed Police 107 as a programme that made Māori visible in prime time, clearly not conscious that it was not usually in a good way. And at times, TVNZ has made the show sound like great fun. It promoted specials aired over the summer before last, for example, as a whole season of summer mayhem. But the show was dealt a big blow last year by one single tweet from Auckland City Councillor Efeso Collins, who was reacting not to the show itself, but an advert for it. TVNZ did a cutaway shot, so they were promoing uh, Police 107, and their cutaway shot was a still picture of some brown young people. And my guess is they're Māori and Pacific, and there were a few of them in that cutaway shot. And it got me really riled up again. I don't watch that rubbish in the first place. But what why it got me so angry, Dale, is because the subtle messages that it's feeding to those people who are watching the show is that if you're brown and young, you are brutal thuggish and a criminal. And I'm tired of those messages. Last year, FSO Collins went on to tell Radio Waitea's Dale Husband Police 107 was chewing gum TV with no taste and no flavour, and he said it was now time that TVNZ spat it out. Others, who also admitted they don't watch the show either, backed his calls to scrap the show because of what they said was racial stereotyping. And among them was Race Relations Commissioner Ming Foon, who told News Talk ZB that the makers should have evened up the ethnicity of the people featured in it. Well, they can target who they're filming, actually, Mike. Yeah. They can actually quotarise the, uh, the filming. So you would argue what we'll do is we'll have, okay, we've just edited up three brown people being or doing whatever for the programme, so we now need to find three white people. Is that how that would go? Why not? Now, at the time, the show's makers, production company Screen Time, strongly denied that Police 107 was racist or unfair to any ethnicity. I feel enormously proud of it, and the team who produced Police 107 worked incredibly hard to ensure that... um, the content is accurate, that the content is culturally correct, not just a stereotype. I mean, there's many, many, many cultures. I mean, all across the country, and we're filming in Invercargill, you know, right up to Northland. It was Police 107's producer, Philly DeLacy, talking to RNZ one year ago. Now, back then, the police and the Police 107 producers jointly insisted the programme merely films calls as they came in with our judgement and that the show was an accurate snapshot of how Kiwis interact with the police. And they also pointed out it was a former South Auckland iwi liaison police officer of Tongan origin, Rob Lemoto, who was presenting the programme these days. Now, last year, TVNZ would only say it was listening to the feedback and it launched an independent review of the programme. And TVNZ said that review found that in general, Māori and Pacific individuals who participated in the show were fairly portrayed, but that the show could do more to actively discourage negative stereotypes. It also identified further areas for improvement, 
filming outside Auckland more, including a broader range of content and communities in each episode, and embedding Te Tiriti o Waitangi into the production. And a pro-presenter, Sam Wallace, has been added to the series as a co-host. And perhaps in response to that trailer which annoyed Efeso Collins a year ago, the review has also suggested protections around the promotion of the show, implemented by TVNZ, with racial bias training conducted. Well, this week, TVNZ aired the first episode of the rebooted and renamed show, 10-7 Aotearoa. Hello, this Blake. We're restoring law and order to Thursdays. Just have to put cuffs on you just as a safety point while you're in the car. You sure they're comfortable? With brand new 10-7 Aotearoa. Have you got your licence on you? Uh, that's not your licence. That was the promo for the show, promising a new vibe, but last Thursday on TVNZ2, the new vibe seemed pretty much like the old Police 10-7 at first. The first yarn on Thursday's show was a drunk and dangerous driver in Hawke's Bay, lucky to survive a late-night crash. Look at that. How does someone how just... Do you, how does he walk out of that? Eh? Uh, yeah, we should be definitely dealing with a fatal right now. That was the number one thing on my mind. Getting the out of that car. Yeah? Then there was a plea for help with a missing person. Investigators have pieced together Antonio's last movements and know that he backed his car into a ditch near Langholm Beach at about 8pm on Monday the 15th of November 2021. And then there was the familiar serious crime reconstruction bit, this one about a serious shooting in suburban Auckland recently that needs public input. And it's only by pure luck that we haven't had multiple fatalities on this occasion. They know that whoever's responsible for this will have talked about it. You need to be the one courageous enough to come forward and provide information to police. After that was the familiar wanted cases, two blokes whose ethnicity wasn't mentioned in their descriptions, including one wanted in connection with a recent headline-making shooting in downtown Wellington. And after that, it was back on the road again, this time in central Otago, for another dodgy car, a rule-bending driver and a fashion crime. What the... <laughs> Love the footwear, mate. Adam? Oh, that. Did you find what was making all the noise? Just that. Ah. That guy was wearing novelty hamburger slippers, if you were wondering, but his bigger problem was that he'd breached his restricted licence conditions twice within two weeks of getting the licence. And to finish, 10-7 Aotearoa's debut episode had a weird story from Dunedin about a landlord who called the cops because he thought there was someone hiding in a locked storage room. Here's your handle. <laughs> sorry. No, don't be sorry. Thank yeah. you. No, no worries, mate. Excellent. Cheers. Cool. The guy had concerns that there was someone uh, potentially behind a locked door because the door's never been locked. It's in his house. But yeah, he thought he could smell a bad smell and he thought someone was basically dumped there. And um, yeah, there's nothing behind the door. So happy days. And a happy ending of sorts for the first 10-7 Aotearoa after all the unhappy days a year ago when the show was accused of racism and stereotyping. And on the basis of that first episode on Thursday, not a whole lot's changed beyond the presentation and the name of the show, though no one's ethnicity was described or identified at all in the programme, and there were no identifiably Māori or Pacifica people on the wrong side of the law depicted in episode one. But the main thing was that, apart from that constable doing a bit of violence to that locked door in Dunedin, there was no aggro of any kind at all in the show, or any confrontations. Now, if that's typical of the new vibe thereafter, after that review sparked by stereotyping claims, it may not satisfy the hardcore Police 107 fans who loved seeing the so-called mongrels and scumbags caught in the act back in the day and getting their comeuppance on camera. Still, the softer style did make for a smoother segue into the following show on TVNZ2 on Thursdays, Dog Squad Puppy School, which also features the police and their pooches in parts.